Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ball forward to Cullen. The pressure always in the way. We're pulled back. Jukovic is in on goal. He chips it over the goalkeeper and is wide. But the referee's pointed to the spot. And Phillips wanted the 100th appearance for the attic. Can he keep this one out? Hogan. Stands it. It's a save by Phillips. The rebound from Hogan's over. And Dennis Phillips comes to Charlton's rescue. Dives to his right. Keeps out the shot from Hogan. And Charlton go away of it. Superb goalkeeping. I kept everything inside and even Williams can drive the ball now for Charlton. He's got Doughty on the overlap. Tries to find him as well. Doughty in the penalty area. Gets to it first. Doughty ball across. Goal to Pappin for Macaulay Bond. And Charlton have an important lead here. Brilliant work from Johnny Williams on the left-hand side. Falls down the line for Doughty. A superb run. The ball across goal. Finds Macaulay Bond. And 12 minutes into the second half, Charlton have the lead. Superbly worked on his left hand side. They tried and tested down. He's getting in behind the Burma defence. Williams with a driving run managed to find the child left back who superbly picked that bomb. He just couldn't miss. All right, Bellingham. Right hand edge of Charlton's penalty area, taking on Prattley to his left. Gets the ball in the box. Into that far save by Phillips. Oh, now it's gone in. Dobson got the final touch. It might have been Jakovic. It looked like Charlton had dealt with the initial danger. But somehow, the second ball was flicked in by Jakovic in the third minute of added time. Pedersen gets in front of him. Looked like he blocked him off. Puts the ball away and the referee then blows time. Agony for Charlton. All three points looked like they were... In the bag, and in the third minute of added time, Djokovic grabbed the late equaliser for the home side. And it's all square here at St Andrews. I've put my trust in you, pushed as far as I can go. For all this, there's only one thing you should know. Say hello and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes. Uh, we'll be looking back at last night's desperately disappointing late draw over at Birmingham City and of course ahead to Saturday's massive, massive game with Wigan Athletic at the Valley as both sides look to try and secure their safety within the championship. Joining me on the phone to do just that. Uh, first up, we've got the calm analyst on Charlton Live, Mr Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Still calm. Yeah? yeah trying to remain positive as much as I can. Mm. Were you calm at full time yesterday? Relatively. The cat was sitting on me at the time. So Nathan just let himself out and went home. And that was that. So yeah, it was actually quite a calm end uh, <laughs> inside, I was assuming. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks very serene. Yeah, well, good. It's a lovely image I've got in my head now. Um, and uh, also joining us on the phone, of course, is Mr. Lewis. Cat, how you doing, Lewis? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Can I just confirm as well that I'm not the cat? <laughs> I was just thinking that. As soon as you introduced him, yeah. I thought I'd better point that yeah, out. Yeah, that's what went through my yeah. So in, in my mind, there's currently Tom. There's Nathan's leaving. That's fine. That's that problem dealt with. 
But then Tom is currently sitting there with Lewis sat on his lap consoling him after a late equaliser for Birmingham City. So there we go. Uh, we'll talk about that game. We just heard the uh, devastating highlights there uh, that Greg and, and Terry recorded on some sort of tin can and string operation up at Birmingham last night. Uh, we'll hear Lee Bayer's reaction to that game. Uh, we're, we're here pretty much most of his press conference, I think, from uh, from Wednesday evening because uh, his pre-match presser isn't until Friday. So we won't have any pre-match from tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening. Uh, but he does look ahead to that game with Wigan as well in that clip. So we'll listen to that. We've got some correspondence that's come in uh, from the listeners that we'll, we'll, we'll get into. Um, we'll try and sit down and work out some permutations. There's only two games left of the season. Any, anything can happen. We could be safe by five o'clock. Um, on Saturday or we could be very much in the relegation zone so who knows what's going to happen and of course like I say we'll look ahead to that game with Wigan massive game massive game at the Valley against a side that just smacked eight past Hull City so would appear to be in absolutely flying form so Tom oh man uh, I was at home yesterday I watched I watched on the stream and wanted to tear my laptop out of the uh of the port and just lob it out the window at full time because we were so close, so close to being probably 95% safe. Yeah, I said it on Sunday show that I thought if we won yesterday, we'd be safe. I know mathematically that wouldn't have been the case technically, but I just thought that would be enough, 49 points. Um, and I'm caught in two minds really because I, I thought we were fortunate to be ahead. Obviously, we gave away the penalty and there were times where I said it after the game yesterday where we made Birmingham look very, very good going forwards and didn't take our chances once again when we did get into the box. Um, But we found ourselves ahead and you think, yet again, right, if you're going to get ahead, you have to see a game out, a game of that importance. You just have to. And I saw people critical of Bowyer's substitutions, but I think actually, for me, he got most of them right. He did keep an attacking threat up there with Chucks, which was something we'd spoken about before. Um, and I think if we'd have held on, it was a point you made a couple of shows ago. If we had held on, people would have said, well, that's because we kept Chucks on to, to stretch them at the back. But it wasn't to be, and it was such a sloppy goal to give away, people slipping over and it bobbling around the, the box and just a really cruel end to the game. But as I've said plenty of times, if we are to go down this season, we brought it on ourselves because those are the sort of games you have to be able to see out and, and we couldn't do it. Yeah, Lewis, that's one of the things that, that Lee moans about in his uh, post-match interview is the fact that we, we, we don't see games out. It was like eight games we've dropped in added time this this season, you know, not even 85 minutes on. Was that's in added time that we're, we, where we've conceded goals after 90 minutes and it's cost us and it cost us two points on on, on Wednesday evening up at, up at St Andrews. And as Tom said, I mean, the, it was just a crap goal. I mean, obviously, Bellingham did well on the far side, and it sounds like Prattley had pulled up with a, with a hammy, which is why he couldn't get across to him. But it's just bobbling around. Jukovic is in there. He's a handful, but he just lobs it over Dylan, sort of chips it over him slightly. It's just rubbish. Like, we're, it, I kind of wish it was a 25-yard screamer that we could have done nothing about. Yeah, I agree with you totally, I think. It's, it's devastating because we've we've been so complimentary of our defence um, throughout the season, really, because despite the fact that we're down the lower echelons of the table, we've never actually been ignoring the Huddersfield game properly thumped. Do you know what I mean? It's always been quite, quite narrow defeats when we have lost. And we'll be really disappointed with the way we conceded yesterday, especially we started so poorly and grew into the game as it went on. It's just such a shame that we've run out of steam a little bit and maybe forced into some changes that we ideally wouldn't want to make, but we kind of have to expect to, to have to change things around when players aren't really fully fit. You know, Johnny Williams hasn't really played in 90 minutes for however long Alfie could barely run at the end as well. So we were forced into changes and you, you can't put it down to, to these personnel you know, maybe coming on when we didn't want them to because they were defensive subs. You know, Nabi Sarr was brought in there for a bit of height. Prattley came on and I, simp- I feel sorry for him and I think he'll be a massive miss um, if he is going to miss the rest of the season. And it's just totally frustrating that, as you say, it was such a terrible goal to concede after some pretty, you know, some good defending in that second half. There was a couple of good interventions from Tom Lockyer. Jason Pierce looked fairly solid. I thought Alfie had a bit of a wobbly start in the first half defensively, but I, th- I think, as I say, our defence has sort of shone throughout the season. Um, and it, it's such a shame that 
we do have this sort of tendency to, to switch off at the end of games. And when you look back at some of the results where we have give you know gifted something at, in the at the end of the game, the Huddersfield, the game, you know, Huddersfield, yeah, Huddersfield, Hull, these are all teams that are around us at the bottom. And and as recently as Birmingham City yesterday, and it's it's a big, a real, real big frustration. But you don't get a lot of time to turn it around and and pick yourself up, do you? We've got to dust ourselves down pretty quickly and, and kick on Saturday. Yeah, um, Tom. I mean, you know, before we delve further into the, the the game itself, I guess we have to look at the mentality of how how the lads are going to be feeling after that, because to be that close to, like we say, effectively securing safety and to have it snatched away from you in you know, in circumstances as they were, disappointing defend, uh, d- defensively. Um, I mean, it's it's something that Lee Bowyer's had to worry about a lot. You know, he has to make sure that he keeps the side reacting from, from setbacks. And we've had plenty of setbacks in, in the last few years and all sorts of trouble off the pitch. And he's got to make sure he can get him ready just for this this one last push into the last couple of games of the season. Yeah, I don't think... This isn't a team we can ever really fault their character. Um, I think they've shown plenty of times that they can come back from adversity. The, the thing that does worry me at the moment is they just seem, it must just be a lack of confidence because we've seen a Boja team play nice football and we know he likes them to play it out from the back. But yesterday, it was just, it was like watching them under some of the, the foreign managers we had in under Roland. It was just, or even Russell Slade, it was just sideways, sideways, sideways lump it long towards Maka and Hemed, lose it, get it back because we had tenacious midfielders and then just knock it around the back again. And that that has to come down to a lack of confidence to be able to play that killer pass because when Birmingham had the ball, and that's a Birmingham side that are coming off four straight defeats, you could see them doing the basics right, passing and moving, getting in between our lines. And we just weren't doing that. And Nathan and I said it really that you, you play the two up front and we wanted an attacking formation, but... If you're only lumping it long to them, I don't really remember either of them having much to do apart from Macca's goal. And actually, we needed an extra man in midfield and to encourage the players to drop deep and pick up the ball in midfield because there were times where Johnny was in his own half to come to collect the ball. And it was just, for me, that's, that's the one concern is the lack of confidence. And it's not like we can say, right, well, yes, we're going up against a Wigan side who've just scored eight, but we're at home and we're going to have the crowd behind us. It, it's a very sterile environment. And so we're not there to try and pick the players up when they're feeling like this. And I think it's then when having a crowd really does tell. Um, so Bowie has got to find a way to, to do that because as I say, the character of the boys, you know, they've done it before and they've shown that they can do it and it's going to be an absolutely massive game again. But he's got to find a way to instill that belief in them that, you know, even if they do score one, either they need to try and play up for a second or they need to find a way to hold on and... Yeah, he he's got to find a way to do that. I think. Yeah, again, Lewis, we'll, we'll hear from Bayer in, in in a little while, but he's he's scathing, isn't he, about the fact that we're not we're not taking our chances when we're presented with them. Obviously, Macca got his goal yesterday. Great work from Johnny Williams and and Alfie Doughty to lay it on a plate for him. And then there was a, a second chance where Chooks uh, made the run, got the ball through the defender's leg, put it again on the plate for 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 Macca. Now I. I, I wonder if Lee hadn't seen a replay at that time because I do I, I think Lee Camps pulled off a bit of a weldy of a save there to be fair you know Mac you could argue Macca might have hit it a little bit lower and not given the keeper a chance but you know he's just flung himself at it and kept it out and you know we've also seen that chance where Aidan McGeady has hit the post as well so I mean Lee Lee is probably right in saying that we 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 need to take our chances more often we scored four goals in in seven games since coming back and you know in terms of goals conceded we haven't been too awful it's it's going to be the fact that we don't score enough goals that if we are if we are going to end up relegated that's going to be the reason why yeah definitely and it leads back to the frustration um and I think we'll hear uh, Lee talk about it in a minute about Lyle Taylor you know we've we've lost that talisman and the pressure on on someone like Macaulay Bond who you know, let's not take anything away from him. He was great earlier on in the season when he came in and filled Lyle Taylor's shoes. But the position we find ourselves in now, that pressure has undoubtedly increased. Um, and especially with the fallout surrounding Lyle Taylor's departure, I think that he's wearing a lot on his shoulders. And, and, it, and it's, it tells uh, in these performances because it's not even just the, the finishing quality. It's the... Uh, the chasing down the ball, it's the poor touches and, and he just looks a man completely shocked of confidence and I think we forget the stand that he was playing last season 
and the pressure is being, you know, the responsibility being expected of him now is one hell of a huge jump. And he's still a very young player. Um, but that is going to be our Achilles heel. I said on Sunday that it's a real concern that we have these creative players that can sort of put these chances on a plate, yet we still can't seem to take them. We've had the the opportunity at Millwall that, that Bond should have scored, the, the kind of carbon copy yesterday, which, you, yeah, you could say Camp made a great save, but he catches that slightly better and it's 2-0. McGeady off the post as well. Uh, and all the chances we created at that Reading game. And I, and I remember saying on, on Sunday that once we went 1-0 down to Reading, I kind of sort of resigned myself to the fact that I couldn't see us scoring twice. So to go one up yesterday, we're sort of desperate for that second goal to try and get breathing space. And it's it's been our it's been our problem, not just this season, but many a season where we've lacked the the cutting edge to go and get that second goal and try and see a game out. We always leave ourselves we leave ourselves with these narrow advantages and it and at the end of a game when the pressure's on we find ourselves, you know, sat around the valley in nail biting conditions and the teams are hitting the post, hitting the bar, cleared off the line or whatever, it's we're sort of leaving ourselves open for it. And and as Tom mentions there, you haven't got the crowds to spur you on. You haven't got that twelfth man that Boya says many a time that they thrive on. Um, you know, is so important with fans in the stadiums and stuff. And that's something that we have to adapt to because it's a completely different environment. And the game on Saturday has such huge magnitude and it's at the valley. Uh, and the players will undoubtedly be incredibly frustrated that we can't be there to get behind them and try and give them that little extra push to get them over the line uh, and try and secure our status in this division. But every team's in the same position uh, and we need to try and adapt and we need to try and adapt quickly. Yeah, certainly do. Um, One of the things that concerned me last night, Tom, was the fact that I didn't think we were very fluid in the first half. Um, You know, we, we, we would perhaps enjoyed a little bit more of the ball than Birmingham did, but we didn't seem to be doing a great deal with it. I think that one cross from McGeady that was just in front of Johnny Williams was probably the only sort of half chance that we had. And I wonder if our first half was almost summed up in the way we conceded the penalty. You know, Josh Cullen has been so dependable for us. Just got his feet in a bit of a, of a, of a medal when he tried to play the ball back in throwing penalty area and gifted it to... Uh, I think it was Hogan or was it Djokovic who went through and was taken down and then uh, Dills sort of let us off the hook a little bit. Brilliant save, shocking miss on the rebound from Hogan. Um, but yeah, we, we weren't really at it in the first half. There was, for me, an improvement in the second period, but we can't really afford to have too many halves of football like that anymore. No, we can't afford to have any of them now. We've got four halves of football left and they've all got to be very, very good. Um, and I completely agree. And I go back to my last point, which it has to be a confidence thing and... I saw a few people last night saying on Twitter that, you know, if we'd have been given the position we're in at the start of the season, they'd have absolutely bit your hand off. And to a certain extent, I agree with that. But also what's what's really difficult to accept with where we are now and the, the risk we've got of going down is we've seen on plenty of occasions this season how good a side we can be. And I think there are lots of factors in there. So obviously losing Connor. Jonathan, Lecco and Lyle has made a massive difference on the, the final third. I don't think anyone could deny that. I think off the field has had an impact as well. All the injuries have had an impact. So I get that there has been factors. And in some ways, to find ourselves where we are is a miracle. But also, we've shown so many times that we can play football that I almost think, you know, we, we should be doing better. And I think that's the thing that Boya is kind of getting at with his press conferences as well. That he's, he sees us as a side that, I don't think necessarily we should have been competing for the top six all season, but as a side that actually could have been a bit higher up the the middle of the table, if you like, and certainly safe by now. And I do think on reflection at the end of the season, wherever we finish, we will look back and go, he's worked a miracle given the budget he's had and all those other stuff that I talked about. But as you say, just we were so ponderous last night, so ponderous and so slow and just there was just no no urgency and no fluidity, I think was the word you used. We just... And that's very unlike us at the moment. Um, and that's what's really disappointing because, as you say, we're coming up a Wigan, against a Wigan side who are not only in flying form but are just at eight goals past an all right, pretty terrible whole side. But they're obviously going to be full of confidence and can't wait to get back into playing football again. And we're going to be off the back of a 93rd, 94th minute equaliser. So he's really got to work hard this week and earn his money and pick those players back up because... We haven't got any time to feel sorry for ourselves. As you said, we've got 
four halves of football left and they've all got to be pretty much perfect for us to, to make sure we're still in this league next season. Mm. I mean, just before we hear from Lee Bayer then, Lewis, I mean, there was there was a lot of chat and I think we've touched upon it already really about the fact that, you know, the likes of Johnny Williams and Alfie Doughty went off yesterday and then Adrian McGeady uh, followed not too long after. Um, I saw a lot of people suggesting, you know, we are we, we we were sitting back a bit, which I mean that that does happen when you go a goal up, you tend to sit back, you know, it's it's natural almost. But I mean, at the same time, Bo said that you know if 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 he could, he would have kept those players on the pitch. It's just they haven't got the legs in them. So it's, it, you can see how it's a tough one for Lee, and you know he he has to still be very carefully managing the minutes of the players that he's got out there. Yeah, of course he does, because I mean he's still got two huge 90 minutes of football to try and get these players through you know we've seen it with with Prattley now that's a bit of a you know it's a, it's a bit of a not a freak injury if you like but uh, a hamstring strain from playing probably playing a lot of football and you have to be careful you do have to look after these players because we need them like we don't we're not blessed with the biggest of squads anyway and we've got two huge games to try and keep ourselves in this division and I think in regards to the the sort of sitting back comments that we've seen. I think that yes, we did maybe sit back and and play slightly negatively towards the tail end of that game, but we're not going to. We don't score a second goal. Like it's, you either carry on as you're going to try and push and get a second, probably not, and leave potentially leave yourself open, or you try and show the game up. And it's just it's just frustrating that. We, we sort of went defensive and still managed to kind of shoot ourselves in the foot and, and chuck away that that win that would have been huge. And, and I think uh, we probably would have been safe if we'd have won yesterday. But as Tom says, we we have to try not to dwell on it too much. Saturday is is humongous now and, and so is the Leeds game. Uh, the players don't have a huge amount of time to pick themselves up. Um, and as supporters, we don't either. You know, one, one minute you're watching, you're sort of punching the ground, frustrated, and then... It's Saturday and you've got to do it all over again. So we've got to try and just kick on and, and believe. Because I do think we have enough to stay in the division. I, I really, really do. I think that we deserve to stay in the division because I think we've played some fantastic football this season. We've had we've been dealt some pretty terrible luck throughout the season off the field and, and with injuries. And I think that we deserve a chance to give this this um, this division a real go next year under Lee Bowyer and hopefully we, we don't want to talk about the ownership at the moment but hopefully some stability going forward at some point as well is, is the dream isn't it so yeah. we've got to try and stay positive and focus on staying in the championship first of all yeah that's more hope than expectation I think stability going forward uh, anyway right let's uh, listen to what Lee Bowyer said then after the game uh, up at Birmingham, he also talks about looking ahead to the to the Wigan game in in this little bit as well. When uh, when we've heard from Bo, we'll discuss some of the permutations around what could happen this weekend. We've got some tweets and emails to read out, and we'll have a, a proper in depth look at the game with Wigan as well. So this is what Bo made of uh, yesterday's game. I asked him how he was feeling at full time. Not good. Um, just can't see a game. We don't we don't manage it well. Our teams, they, they manage the game better going into injury time. They, they slow things down, they get fouls, they buy fouls. We don't do that. We, uh, there's no way that they should score there. We've got three centre-halves on the pitch. And, and they're, they're bombarding our box with long balls and long throws. It was the only way they were going to score. And, um, for the ball to get squared uh, across our six-yard box and for someone to get a free chance when you've got three centre-halves on the pitch, like, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. So, But again, I'm going to echo, I am just feel like I'm saying the same thing. This is the weekend, same as the weekend. This game, we should have won this game comfortably. Hit the post. Chances, missing clear-cut chances from four yards out again in the middle of the goal. You keep doing You ain't going to win games. You, you miss things like that, you don't win. Once you go 2 nil up, done. The game's finished, done. We had so many chances for that to happen. First half, I thought we were the better side. We, we moved the ball well. 
got in behind him a few times, but he just lacked that little bit of quality in the final third, the last pass. But second half, I thought we was much better at that that side of things. Um, the, the last pass was was always good. We made the right decisions and the weight of pass, everything was good. Just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. And for as long as it's 1-0, they've always got a chance to come back. Should have been done. Should have been done, done, finished. But that's why we're in this situation because now, since we've come back, we've just missed too many chances. Obviously, it's, it's a big blow for your squad because I guess if you, if you hang on to the, the three points this evening, you're almost over the line. So it's, it's a big job to pick them up again for a, another tough one on Saturday. Yeah, if we won tonight, for me, I think 49 is safe. Um, looking at who others have got to play and that would have put us on 49 with our goal difference. I think we would have been safe. And to concede the way we did, it's, um, hurts a lot. Hurts a lot. And another big game the weekend. Can we go and win that game? Of course we can. On that day, we can, we can beat anybody. Um, but it hurts it even from from coming back from this lockdown the, the amount of pressure and chances we've created on other teams we should be well out of sight there's no way we should be competing for, to stay in this league it should be done we should be safe created enough chances to win flipping two games again tonight unfortunately don't take a chance, you don't win games, you don't win games, you, you won't stay in this division. It's plain and simple. I guess it's something that obviously was spoken about a lot at the time, but with, with all these fine margins, I guess that the fact that your top scorer was taken away from you, I mean, that, that must hurt even more now. You, you think it, a Lyle Taylor might take a couple more of those chances, it could be a different story. But I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Obviously, Lyle's not here. So there's no point dwelling on it. He's not here. If Lowell was here, then we would have been safe. 100% we would have been safe. Lowell don't miss them chances that we're creating. But he ain't here, so there's no point talking about Lowell. At the end of the day, the players we do have here should be taking them chances. They're not hard chances. You see them. You see where, where they're getting the chances from. They're not hard to, to score from there. So whether Lowell's in the side or not, it makes no difference. Our players are good enough to take them chances to win this game. One of the positives from this evening, I thought Alfie Doughty was, was very good again and he obviously played his part in the goal and, and, and Dylan as well made the, the penalty save and made a superb save shortly after after he went 1-0 up as well. Yeah, um, Dylan, Dylan played well. Um, made a couple of good saves. Alfie, Alfie's learning the game. Done well, good energy. He's learning the game. You know, he some things he does is is, is not good. He's still learning. He's a kid, young kid. He's playing in the championship, and um, he done well for the goal. Um, yeah, he's. I think a lot of them played well. A lot, a lot of them play well tonight. Yeah, Alfie was good. Just finally, before I hand over to Tell, then I mean, obviously we feel a bit upset because it's a last-minute goal. But the fact is, I mean, Charlton could be safe at five o'clock on on Saturday if we if we get our win and, and results go our way. Um, obviously, it's against a Wigan side who got a remarkable result last night. Sort of see thing you see once in a hundred years, but you know they're, they're going to be flying for the confidence. They're one of the form sides um, in the division in the in the second half, so especially since coming back from lockdown. How, how how do you approach that game? The same way we approach every game. We're, we're trying to do what we're good at. We're, we're move the ball, um, and we create chances, and um, and we will defend well. That's that's what we do. Uh, Sounds a bit like I'm contradicting myself because they've just scored in injury time, but they're a good, strong, physical side, Birmingham, and, and we had to defend our box well. 
for for periods of the game when they're putting free kicks and long throws into it. So we're going to have to do the same against Wigan. And yeah, they're on a high, but um, it's not like we're playing bad. I think again, we was the better side again tonight. Come away with a point could turn out to be a valuable point. Hi, Lee. Um, as you said, tough one to take. Uh, I know you probably won't want to hear the stat, but I think we're looking at somewhere in the region of seven games where we've conceded goals in the, in, in added time. And uh, those points, the difference between where we are now and, uh, and maybe even looking challenging for the playoffs earlier on in the season. So it's, um, it is those fine margins that separate where we are to where we could be. Yeah, that ain't a good stat, is it? It's not pretty. Um, but like I said, we've got We've got big players on the pitch to defend the long balls and the long throws. You have to see it out. You have to manage the game. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. It only takes one person to slip, uh, to to um, fall asleep. Then it costs you. And it's um, unlucky, really. Pratty was carrying an injury. Um, at the end there, just unlucky that he was the one that was against the young lad that got to the byline. If he'd have been okay, then he, he wouldn't have got the crossing. Um, but it is what it is, and, and then once the cross comes in, you have to defend your box properly. Like I said, three centre halves and a full back, all within six yards, seven yards of each other. How does someone then get to get across you? and get the rebound that, 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 should, that shouldn't happen we had to put up with uh, a decent amount of pressure from the home side in the first 10 minutes or so but after that uh, the penalty probably to a certain extent came against against the run of play a little bit is it um, the case when Wigan come to us obviously with the confidence they've got they're not going to be sitting back they're going to come at us a little bit more but is that better for us because uh, we can exploit, exploit the space behind as we did tonight um, I don't think it makes much difference. Birmingham sat there tonight and and, and I, I thought we was patient, very patient, and we kept moving the ball until we did create. At times, we was a bit fortunate, like where we got caught in possession. Um, like Josh, for the, for the penalty, I thought Josh was unlucky. He tried to do the right thing because uh, if we just go back to front with long balls, then we, we ain't, we ain't going to... We ain't going to beat them. So, but today we was brave and we kept passing it until we opened them up and, and we got in behind them a good few times. Um, like you said, first 10 minutes, they're going to do, they're, they're going to, they're at home and they're going to try and uh, affect things. But after that, I thought we, we settled down well and, and, and was the better side. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, he's gone. Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lad. Charlton have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time to be a hero. Here on Wembley. Oh my word! Oh my word! 
Charlton Live. So welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. We just heard there from Lee Bailey's post-match press conference after last night, Wednesday night's, uh, de- well, draw. It felt like a defeat, but it was actually a draw uh, up at Birmingham City. You could you could hear how deflated, how deflated he was. You know, he, he comes in to speak to us not well, 20 minutes after full time and he, he hasn't got it out of his system yet. He's, still, he's so frustrated with the fact we aren't taking chances to finish the game off. Um, the fact that we're not defending properly, seeing the game out properly, which is something that he'll obviously hope that, that we'll be able to work on between now and Saturday. Um, I mean, let, let's have a look at some of the, the, the tweets and emails that, that came in. Um, well, the, well, let's have a look. Let's go, go straight to this one from Tom Bramley because actually he's worked out some of the permutations for us um, on a on a, on a little uh, Excel thingy. Um, so, all right, so so the table as it stands. So, uh, as of time of recording, we've just finished watching uh, Barnsley uh, heroic defeat up at Leeds. They were, I mean, they played really well, Barnsley. They were full hard done by there, uh, but they did uh, come away with nothing. They were beaten 1-0 by, uh, well, champions-elect Leeds United, although hopefully we'll be raining on that parade in a couple of games' time. Um, so, Barnsley are sat at the bottom of the table on 43. Luton and Hull are both still in the relegation zone on 45. They play each other on Saturday. We're sat just outside it on 47. Huddersfield are on 48. They play promotion hopefuls West Bromwich Albion on Friday evening. So a tough game for them, but they're all tough for everyone really at this stage of the season. Uh, Birmingham and Middlesbrough on 50 points. I mean, Lee Bayer said in his clip that he believes that Birmingham is safe now on 50. So realistically, we're concentrating on those five teams down the bottom. And of course, Wigan, who are currently on 57 points, but that will go down to 45 themselves when uh, when their points deduction kicks in. Uh, their goal difference is currently a lot healthier. They're on plus one, whereas Hull on minus 26, Luton on minus 30. So they'll be outside of the relegation zone as it stands if their points deduction comes into play. So so really, you know, I'd say the most... Imp- the Huddersfield-West Brom game is sort of hanging over us as a little bit of, well, it'd be nice if, we- if Huddersfield can get beat because then even if we only draw with Wigan, it's a chance to move up a place, potentially. Um, Hull are playing Luton at the KCOM on Saturday. And that, I mean, that simply has to be a draw for us, really. Um, I mean, if, if that game ends as a draw and we win our game, Tom, then that'll be that. I mean, that that that's how close we are to this nightmare being over. Um, it's so close you can almost taste it. Yeah, and I think... I said on, I think it was Sunday show, maybe last week, that where possible we need to just try and concentrate on ourselves. But you're right, we're at that stage of the season now where every other game makes such a big difference to our position that you you can't help but look at it. And you're right, that game between those two is just so important to what happens to us. And I'll go back to the point that obviously we have to win our game first and foremost, because if we don't, I don't really care what happens there, to be honest. But... If we if we can get a win and that is a draw, I agree with you that that we'll be safe. I think forty nine points will keep you up. Mm. Three weeks ago, maybe even two weeks ago, I didn't think that it would. But the way results have gone, I think it was it the weekend. Everybody pretty much lost down there. Um, I mean, it, it is so tight, but I do think because we would go up to forty nine. I know that we'd go up. We'd go up to fifty. We're on. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. we got a point last night. Like. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would that would comfortably be enough, and with our goal difference as well, mm. then then that's going to be huge. Yeah. No. If not, if not, we're going to have to go to Leeds and get something. Whether it's a draw, we're going to need to get something. And I just think, even if they've won the title, it's going to go one of two ways, isn't it? They're either going to be on a Liverpool hangover, or they're going to be really up for it to you know storm it a, a final game of the season at home. Um, and I don't want to have to leave it to them. So if we could please just get it done Saturday, that would that would be good. Now if now we I've been talking about if we win and if Hull and Luton ends as a draw. Now Tom Tom worked out his um, his spreadsheet for me with uh, Wigan's points deduction already in. Now I, when I work out our fixtures, I tend not to do that purely because I know there's an appeal. I've no idea how likely that is to be successful. My guess is unlikely. But I'm I'm playing it safe now. Tom Bramley has done this spreadsheet with Wigan's deduction already in. Now, if if we win, because obviously we would have taken the points off Wigan, they won't be able to pick up any further points. And if their point deduction goes through, then we are safe. Whatever happens at Hull, um, you know, if if Wigan, 
if we're going to beat them by us and if Hull and Luton either beat one of them beats each other or it's a draw, then we'll be safe. That'll be that. So, I mean, effectively, we get the three points on Saturday. You know, everyone down the halfway house for a pint. We're, 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 we're in celebratory mode. Now, this is where it gets interesting. If, uh, if we draw with Wigan... So uh, again, this is t- this is assuming that Wigan get their points deduction. If we draw with Wigan and Hull and Luton, uh, Wigan also, is also a draw. Then we'd need a point at least to guarantee staying up because we th- at that point would push us three ahead of those two sides below us. Um, you know, so whatever they did, their goal difference is is a lot poorer than ours. So we potentially need to. If both games end in a draw, we potentially need to go and get something at Leeds. If we draw and Hull beat. Luton or Luton beat Hull then only we can the only way we can guarantee our safety is if we beat Leeds United or hope that they drop points so it, and this is a bit this is the one that doesn't bear thinking about but could easily happen um if we lose and Hull and Luton is a draw then we again we might be able to get away with a point at at Leeds but we might ha- have to go there and win to stay up um, and if there's a win either away um, for for Hull or for Luton, and we get beaten by Wigan, then we'd have to go and beat Leeds, and uh, hope that there's points dropped or draw, and hope again that the, either of those sides lose. So it's it's not that clear, Lewis, but it'll be a lot clearer come three o'clock on on, on Saturday when we finished our game, and then we'll start watching the Hull and Luton game. I, I am so desperate for this all to be over, all to be over at, at five o'clock on Saturday. Oh, you and me both, mate. You and me both. It's uh, it's it's tough, isn't it? You, you forget how um, how tense these things can be, and we've seen it since we've come back. Like the the form of the teams in the bottom, sort of that were written off before, has been pretty pretty phenomenal, isn't it? Really, like Wigan's form is fantastic, especially given that what they're going through off the pitch um, with the points deduction and everything as well players earning 20% to go out and beat a relegation rival 8-0 is nothing short of sensational the only team really that's, that's been sort of outstandingly disappointing through all of this has been Hull I think that we've picked up results yes it's been frustrating these last few games but we've not had a hiding like some of the others have um, Barnsley are probably just just too far off now I think we really do need to focus just on on whoever finishes 23rd and 22nd. I think that my main concern really is Luton because I think they've had almost, ignoring the result that they had against Reading, they've had a bit of that new manager slash returning old manager bounce, haven't they? They've, they've picked up some results and, and got themselves, when they look like they had no hope at all, got themselves have been touching distance. So they're going to be up for it against Hull. And if you're Hull and you've just lost 8-0, how do you bounce back from that? How how do you pick yourselves up in play, three days? Play for a draw, in my up. opinion. Just stick, stick 11 men behind the ball, play for a nil nil, please, Hull. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do that, please. And hope mm-hmm. that Luton are as bad up front as we are. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, <laughs> actually, we that, that we, we we talk about that form that all the sides down the bottom were showing. I think it was only it was only a couple of weeks ago. We put out that tweet with uh, how everyone was playing like Barcelona 1970 down the bottom. But actually, there's not a team in the bottom... Six, seven that have won more than one in their last five. Now we haven't won in our last five. Birmingham haven't won in their last five. Huddersfield have only won once in their last five. Hull have only won once in their last five. Luton and Barnsley have both won once in their last five. In fact, Luton are the only team to have won any games in their last four, and that was uh, two games ago. They got they got a win uh, up at Huddersfield, didn't they? So I mean that that form has started to tail off. It's interesting, isn't it, Tom? The way that teams came back from lockdown. You know, and I, I remember saying in, in in the shows beforehand, it's almost going to be like a mini pre-season with some strange results, and that's what we've seen because now teams are just sort of falling back into that pattern that they were they were displaying before before lockdown started. Yeah, teams are or players maybe are starting to tire. I think, um, and as I said for for Charn, it just looks like a maybe even a lack of confidence that's got them. I'm not really sure, but. I mean, it's obviously a positive thing as far as we're concerned because we're not the only one struggling and you don't want to have to rely on others. But if you are going to lose games, at least the others are doing similar as well. Um, but yeah, I think I still think all the sides down there deserve credit to have come back the way they have. Um, and I'm obviously glad that some of them are tailing off now because obviously we have a little bit as well. But 
Lewis is right, you know, we, we obviously got those two wins. And again, I think I maybe mentioned it on Sunday, but we got those two wins and the draw at the start. And then the loss against Millwall, you expect as a Charlton fan, and the loss against Brentford after we, you know, defended well for a long period of that game were decent. It's just the last couple of games we've really tailed off and, and looked lethargic and sluggish. Um, but I did think there was energy. You mentioned that second half. I think there was energy in our play at bits of times in that second half. I thought McGeady and Williams both looked lively. I thought Darity looked good. So we have got a lot of pace in that midfield if the right selection's played. So you've just got to hope that one of those players has just, you know, one of those days where everything turns to gold. And if we can get ourselves a goal and get ourselves ahead, as I say, I know we're going to are on a good run of form at the moment, but if we can just get that goal in front and then if we just, we just need one of those days, that's the thing. And, and as you say, a lot of the sides down there haven't had those in the last few weeks, but... It's got. I just feel like it's got to turn around again, and I really was confident last night. And then, when as soon as the game kicked off, you could just tell it was going to be one of those tough nights. Um, so yeah, it's again mentioned it a few times. It's just not a nice time to be a football fan. I'm not enjoying watching any of these games, and, and like you, I'll just be glad when it's all done. To be honest, mm, yeah. So massive thanks to Tom Bramley there for sending us the permutations. I mean, the, the, so the fixtures. For the for for the sides down there, and I'm counting Huddersfield. So Huddersfield have got to play West Brom, and then they've got to play Millwall. So they they have got a couple of tough fixtures there. Two teams chasing promotion. Obviously Millwall chasing an outside chance of the playoffs. Um, normally I'd be rooting against them, but I just I need we need Huddersfield to you know we we need every team down there to, to be losing it if if possible. Obviously Hull and Luton face each other on Saturday. Luton are then at home to Blackburn. Uh, on the final day, whilst Hull uh, travel to Cardiff, a side uh, who, of course, again, will be chasing uh, the playoffs. Barnsley have still got to play Forest, and then they are away uh, to Brentford. So they've got two very tough fixtures as well. So, you know, we're looking at the sides around us. Wigan, obviously, after playing us, they play Fulham. So everyone's got tough games, including ourselves, because we've got to play a good Wigan side. We've got to play a Leeds side, who are the best, the best team in the division, even if they didn't play that well again. Uh, today against Barnsley, you know, it's it's going it's to be huge. It's going to be huge. Well, let's have a look at some of the other messages that came in. Lawrence uh, says, hi, guys. Just want to thank Greg and Terry for making the best of a bad situation yesterday. Yeah, they had problems with their uh, with their box, unfortunately. But I know Terry's been down the valley today and it's all tested fine. So hopefully I have something uh, ready for you for Saturday. Uh, Lawrence says, to start yesterday, just showed how we cannot hold on to a lead. The boys played well, in my opinion, but it's simply when you have a low-budget transfer embargo as a league... One squad with little to no investment and your main forwards dropped, uh, drops you right in it. We have all the difficulties. I have faith. I have faith in the team and Boyer. Boyer has done an amazing job to keep us with a fight to stay in the division. He has been dealing with an unprecedented amount of insanity behind him and a major injury crisis in front of him. He deserves full praise from us. At the end of the day, we all love Charlton. We will never do anything the easy way. If we get relegated, I'll still be there next season. I will still go to the away games. And most importantly, I'll still listen to Charlton Live. One of the Charlton Live crews said that he expected us to go down. And he was just going to enjoy the ride. That's Nathan, yeah? Uh, and I have ever since the first goal at Blackburn away, I've loved it. Up the addicts. Well done, Lawrence. I'm glad you've enjoyed the ride. I'm still enjoying it, even if I, at the same time, seem to be hating every minute of it. But there you go. That's being uh, a Charlton fan. Uh, for you, uh, Man in Pants said, I've tried to stay upbeat, but now getting prepared for League One. It's only a 25-minute drive from my house to Sunderland. Uh, so one possible positive. Alfie should have stayed on. And Aidan McGeady. Neville says, so frustrating. But seeing how bad Liverpool have been since winning the title does give me hope that Leeds might do the same if they get promoted before playing us. I back the boys to stay up one way or another. Survival or not, I love this team and the fight that they show every week. I mean... Lewis, do you reckon, I mean, I don't know if you watched the Leeds game this evening, but they look very nervous today. Obviously, they're so close. You know, they could even already be promoted before they even kick a ball again, depending on what happens over the weekend now. But they're, they're so close. I really hope that they have nothing to play for by the time they face us and, and they just go out on a massive, massive bender. Yeah, you and me both, mate. I think that would be that's the ideal scenario, isn't it? Turn up and Leeds are still all seeing like two of each other from the from the title <laughs> celebrations. That'd be ideal. But I think you know it's it's always the Charlton way to do things the hard way, and I think we've all sort of got used to that now. Of course, it's been tough these last these last five games have been disappointing. We haven't been awful. I actually thought that yesterday's first half was probably the worst we've actually been since we come back from lockdown. Um, I think I think we've been okay. Which it's just the finishing off the chances that is letting us down. And 
I think that we, we've got enough to get something out of Wigan on Saturday. I think it's going to be incredibly nervy, incredibly nervy. Um, but I like to try and not think about relying on results elsewhere. But we, like you say, we've got to a point now where we kind of have to. Look, <laughs> with this this Luton and Hull game is, is massive. And we're, for play, us. we're playing Leeds, so we almost certainly have to rely on results elsewhere. It's a horrible situation well, exactly, to be. Yeah, exactly that. yeah. people tweet because exactly. I, I I tweet about the other team scores all the time, and people always tell me oh, you can only rely on yourself. So it's like, no, I'm relying on everyone else. Thank you very much. Uh, right, Dom uh, uh, tweets in saying, heartbreaker yesterday, but this squad has given us everything. Lee's hand is clearly being forced with who he plays. I think fans are frustrated because they aren't understanding that. Hope Bond gets a brace soon. He's in all the right places. You guys worked out how we can beat Wigan at all. Well, we'll try and work that out when we come on to the preview, but we'll see. Uh, Harry says, uh, or Ari, sorry, says, uh, if we go down, does Boya stay? I would think 100%. Uh, I would 100% keep him, but it does seem that the question is being raised. I mean, uh, the only the only question that would be raised is if Bowie would walk away to another club. I mean, Birmingham have been linked. I, there'd, there'd be no way, surely, that we sack him. Uh, there'd be no one to sack him the rate we're going. <laughs> but I, I, I can't see a situation where, if we go down, that the club makes a decision to get rid of Lee Bowie, can you, Tom? I'd be very surprised. Very surprised. I think what I said on the last show was I could see him going because he just gets sick of everything else that's going on above him but I don't see why the club would choose to get rid of him um, I think there's a few people who are kind of saying his, his tactics have been a bit negative and, and whatever but you get that you know if you lose a game and you've brought players on to try and see a game out you're going to get people that, that complain because you're annoyed that you've you've not managed to see the game out so no look I, do I think he's the greatest manager of all time well let's wait and see because it's early days but what he's done in the space of what, two seasons, two and a bit seasons, I think is is incredible. And he deserves a lot more time. He's been given a long contract and I think he's earned that. And he hasn't really had a proper crack at the championship, has he? Because he's had restrictions in terms of his wages. He's managed to put a squad together. And there were plenty of people last night who were comparing our midfield to the League One midfield and saying, well, that one was far better than the one we've got now. And I think there's certainly an argument there to, to have that debate. So... I think we're basically playing a championship season with a League One squad and we're not bottom of the league. And I think we de- we deserve credit for that. And, and Boya deserves a lot of credit for that. So, no, I don't think... I'd be very surprised if the owners get rid of him, but then I don't really know who the owners are, um, <laughs> if we've even got any owners. So, who knows? But he, he certainly doesn't deserve to go. Yeah, certainly. You're right. Southern Comfort says, ultimately, the inability to put away chances will cost us big time. I'll take a point against Wigan and then say my prayers for the final day. If we go down, it won't be without a fight to the death. Colin says, my thoughts are that we aren't down yet and that's how we have to stay. Need to get behind Lee and the boys. Come on, you addicts. Yeah, good point from Colin. That's the only thing that, you know, the the way people were banging on after full time last night, you'd think we were five points adrift. We're not even in the relegation zone. There's two games left to go. Um, CFC1905 says that our form has been absolutely awful since November 2019. Yeah, we well, can't argue with that. I think uh, he's, he's shown me the table since Gerhard Struber took over at Barnsley. I think Sky must have put that graphic up after the game today. Um, in the 28, 29 games that everyone's played since then, Charlton a second bottom. But, you know, we had that massive injury crisis. Uh, and, and luckily, you know, the season is played over the course of a whole season, not just the bit where we were really struggling. And Ashley says, it's in our hands at the moment, but we're at the brick in it stage because we know we're in trouble. Charlton need to be proactive and attack Wigan because I don't have confidence in us holding out if we're sitting back. We've got to score more than one. Chris Thompson says it's all in our hands, not the time to be all doom and gloom. Teams concede and team scores goals in extra times. You know, we scored in 94 at Wembley. Good point. Uh, the team have done amazingly well considering who we have lost and everything that has happened this year. Everyone should be getting behind the boys for the big one on Saturday. We certainly will be. We'll be looking ahead to that game after this break here on Charlton Live. It's the big match preview. Charlton can play on here as Kyle has the ball. Bond over to the left-hand side. Kyle finds him. And Bentley's coming out of his goal. And Bond's got past him. Bond with the charge. Yeah. Bond with the goal. Oh, what a goal. End-to-end stuff here at Ashton Gate. 
Right, welcome back to Charlton Live in the home straight now. The big match preview. We're looking ahead to Saturday's huge game uh, with Wigan Athletic. We're not really talking about the ownership situation on this show. Um, I know there's potentially a court case uh, tomorrow um, between East Street Investments and Matt Southall, but I don't think we really need to get into that now, to be honest. I'm only worrying about the football. I'm sure I'm, maybe we'll talk about that on Sunday if anything interesting comes out of it. Um, but it's up in Manchester, and you know, there's there's been all this this falling out and the changing of the company's house data and all all this sort of stuff. So you may be interested in trying to find out what's going on with that tomorrow. But I'm only talking about football this week, Tom. And I mean, this game against Wigan. I mean, it, even even I was getting carried away, quite enjoying their game against Hull in midweek because I can't remember ever seeing a team going seven nil up at, at half time. It was a remarkable result. From a Wigan side that just do not know when to quit, you know their their form since Christmas has been remarkable. They they they've been completely up against it. They've had this unbelievable situation with the ownership and the administration that's cost them twelve points, and it would appear that they've played themselves again, almost out of it. They, they've saved themselves twice this season, and and you really you have to take your hat off to them. But we're not going to do that Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You do have to, um, and. Like anyone who's got a wider interest in football, the way that they've been treated is is wrong. Um, the twelve point deduction is unfair, um, and it's you know very unfortunate for them. But despite all that, if they get a twelve point deduction and go down instead of us, you know, selfishly, I'm going to be absolutely buzzing. Um, but on the pitch, they have they've been absolutely, as you said, absolutely brilliant. Um, their form. Uh, again, not just since the restart, but since the turn of the year has been amazing. Um, and they're a club that deserve a lot of credit because, as you say, there's a lot going on off the pitch, similar to us, worse at the moment. Um, and they're just getting on with it and playing their games. And you're right, I was exactly the same on, on the other night when they were winning. Um, and it always seems to be the case that team goes in at half-time 7-0 and it never ends up 14, does it? Mm. Um but yeah, you've just got to hope that maybe they got all those goals out of their system and then they're going to come up against little old Charlton who are going to sneak a 1-0. Um, and to be honest, I don't care if it comes off Jason Pierce's arse or, you know, Prattley, well, he won't be there, but Johnny Williams almost did a Prattley, didn't he, the other night and almost bundled it in. I don't really care what it takes. We, we've just got to get the three points. And I think we said there was a lot of pressure of us going into Birmingham. Um, and there's even more pressure now because... We obviously didn't get all three points there. So, yeah, it's about how those players handle that pressure um, without getting too silly, because obviously Wigan were clearly coming forward to win 8-0. But we like a team that come at us, um, and we like a team that comes out and plays, and, and Wigan appear to be doing that. I think that's pretty clear. So um, that might play into our hands, but we definitely need to step our game up mm-hmm. from the last couple of performances and try and rediscover some form. Yeah, 10 clean sheets in their last 11 games. Lewis, I mean, obviously the, the the eight goals that they scored got the headlines against Hull, but their their rear guard action is incredible at the moment. The only time they've conceded in those eleven games is they 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 let free in uh, against uh, Wigan, you know, uh, sorry against Brentford, obviously who 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 don't have any trouble finding the back of their net. So for a team that's been traditionally quite goal shy like us, I mean that that's that's going to pose a real a, a real problem, a real beard scratcher for us as we go into that game. And Lee Bayer's going to have to try and find a way to make sure we create these chances against a side that obviously doesn't give too many away. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the turnaround in, in Wigan's form is nothing short of remarkable. Um, we've got to be at our very best on Saturday to, to try and break that, that defence. And like you say, it, on paper, it doesn't look great because of our... Our uh, attacking record at the moment is, isn't too good. Uh, and obviously the Wigan confidence coming off the back of that win is going to be through the roof. But all we can do is approach the game our way. You know, it's, it's a different, it's a completely different fixture. I, I can't see us, that's like I've always said along, I think defensively we're, we're pretty good. So coming off the back of an 8-0 win, I'd like to think that they're not going to try and do the same to us. And I, and I don't think that we're, capable of conceding that many in a game anyway so that's always well I'm touching wood just in case but um, it, it's just a it's going to be a huge huge game and and the players are going to have to step up people that are that are under the pressure now you know Macaulay Bond who I've, who I've said already I sympathise with greatly 
is going to have to step up. You know, everyone has a part to play in making sure that this club remains a championship club next season, and it's going to be a real, real hard graft. I think that we have to we have to really be at our best on Saturday to get anything out of this game, and I think Bowyer won't expect any less than that. And and I think that if we can if we can get that win Saturday against a Wigan side in the form they are then that probably just about sees us safe in the division. Yeah, it would. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves because we've we got to work out how we're going to do that, Tom, get that win. Um, how, how do you t- attack this in terms of lineup? Because, you know, I, I like to see Johnny Williams start. I like to see Alfie Doughty start. They both started in midweek. They both came off early because, obviously, minutes are, you know have to be rationed at this level. I mean, surely you go into this game with, with your best, most attacking team. And, sure, you know, and I believe that... It includes those two players. I definitely think that first point is right. You go in with your best attacking team. I'm not entirely sure I know what that is. I think I would expect those two to be there. But I wonder whether you play just the one up front and then pack that midfield. Because as I said earlier, there, there just seemed to be a lack of creativity and movement in the midfield the other night. And I think if you maybe get, I don't know, a Cullen and a field like we had done and four at the back and then you play, I don't know, McGeady, Williams, Morgan and then, or Chucks, Morgan and Williams and then just Bon up front. I don't think Hemed has done enough um, and him up there encourages us to lump it long. But I think if you just have one up front and you put two or three very creative players just behind that striker... You've got one of them dropping deep, two of them running off the the attacker. It gives us more options creatively going forward. So I'd like to see that myself. Um, I thought Chucks did well when he came on the other day as well. Um, so I think you could play Chucks in there. You, Like I said, Aiden. We haven't seen any of Aussie, so I don't know what's going on with him. But you could play Johnny Albie again. If you're going to look to shut a game up based on what Boyer has said about him, play Albie from the start and then bring him off if you need to defend. Um, and you're right, Dowersy as well. And I wonder whether even you look at him playing more in that final third and put someone like Purrington behind him. Um, but I guess that very much depends on whether Bowie is going to go three or four at the back. But I don't know enough about Wigan to know which of those it will be. But the last couple of lineups, I think I said on Sunday show, the lineup against Reading confused me a little bit. And the lineup last night, it seemed it was attacking for sure. But again, that, that Hemed and Bond combination up front just, just didn't work for me. So. It goes back to that same point that for the first time in the season, really, he's got plenty of options. The problem is that whichever combination he seems to pick, it's just not quite clicking over these last few games. So that's the important thing for me. It's not, of course, it's about how we set up, but it's more about once those players get out there, how they perform. And we need big games from them. And you know how much I love Johnny Williams, but you could argue that some of his performances recently, although he can't complete a full game, have been very good. And he's either provided the assist or the pass before the assist in our last few goals. So I think someone like him has to be in there. I think McGeady looked good and obviously hit the post last night. So we've got that creativity in the side. It's just about unlocking it and having a formation that allows them to just go out and express themselves. And I think that's what Boya needs to find on on Saturday. Yeah, and he needs to find goals as well. And I'm praying that his side uh, do that because it is a massive game at the Valley on Saturday. Don't forget to get your value pass and sign in all sorted out because you'll be huddled around that laptop and with everything crossed, praying that the addicts can get the three points. Let's have some predictions then ahead of this massive game. Tom, how do you think it's going to go against Wigan? 1-0. To us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. praying, praying. Who, who, who's getting it? Uh, I fancy Albie to get a goal. Nice. And then... Albie Morgan. And then he's celebrating just by running backwards into his own penalty area and going to Bo, look what I can yeah. do, look what I can do. Right. <laughs> Headbutting a Wigan player, yeah. giving away a penalty. Yeah. Uh, and Lewis, how's it going to go? Uh, you know what, I'm going to say 2-1 Charlton and we get a late winner. Nice. Oh, that could be amazing. Who's going to score? Wembley vibes. Yeah, Patrick Bauer coming back on loan just for one game. <laughs> right, OK, that sounds good. Right. Let's call it an end then on this uh, massive, massive big match preview. Thanks to all of you who've listened to the show. Thanks to Tom and Lewis for joining me. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, good. I've been Louis Mendez. Uh, we'll be back here on Sunday when we could be safe or we could be mired in the relegation zone with one game to go against the uh, potential champions. Who knows? We'll find out over the course of the weekend. Hope you enjoy the game. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll speak to you on Sunday evening. Come on, come on, come on.
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 